All right, if you all would, first thing I want you to do today, if you're keeping uh, your outline, is right where it says Matthew chapter 15. Just cross out that five and make that a four. Uh, it's been a long week, and Maria, sorry for making that mistake. Yeah, that wasn't her. I think I told her right after the last bulletin got printed that I had messed that up. Like I said, it's been a long week. From last week, the picnic until now, I don't know about you all. I'm sure it's the same for many of us. It's been busy, nonstop, whether it's soccer or kids with school or something to do with the church or uh, just watching the Cubs beat the Cardinals or whatever it may be that I've had to do. It's uh, kind of been nonstop. Our lives get like that, though, too, sometimes. I mean, not just with physical things, but mentally, which way are we going to go, we might ask ourselves, because we get so busy, we kind of forget which direction we're going in, or what we're supposed to do next. We know, as Christians, though, that we have been challenged, and we've, it's not like it's just because of the challenge from last week, the, the moment we accepted Christ as our Savior, we've been challenged to take a step of faith forward. Continuously, quite honestly, to grow in Christ. Oftentimes I've talked about how when we give our life to Christ, now we have a responsibility to maintain our faith. But I don't know that I like that word so much anymore because really we have a responsibility to grow in our faith, to get stronger and to keep going towards Jesus. Today, let's take a step of faith and go towards Jesus. I'm going to use the scripture today of Matthew 14, 24 through 33. This is the story of Jesus walking on water, as I'm sure many of you know. But whenever we take our step of faith, no matter what it may be. Now, maybe today you are needing to make a decision to give your life to Christ to be baptized. Maybe today you need to make a decision to put your membership here with us. And again, just to, to briefly explain membership at Hartford Christian Church. What that means is you're saying to us, we're with you. We're with you. We're placing our influence here, and we are with you. For many of you, nothing would change other than making it official. Maybe your step of faith is just inviting someone to church next week. Right, we've been, we had that challenge now for a month. Next week, Friends and Family Day. Uh, we're going to have our babies presented. That's always a good excuse to, get, to invite a friend. Come check out all of our church babies. And I know we've got a few just that we got absolutely adorable babies. Even the ones that puke on moms right before they walk through the door. Logan, that's the second week in a row. My man Logan's got a mention, by the way. Uh, But maybe that's your step of faith is to ask a neighbor or a friend or a relative to come to church with you, to tell them about our Jesus. But whatever it may be, you should know that. And whatever it may be, you should know also that we will need a few things. See, this is our call of duty, if you will, to spiritual warfare, to continue our growth in Christ and to continue to take that step of faith. But when we see those letters up there today, call of duty, COD, instead, we know that we're going to need to answer this call of duty, these three things, courage, obedience, and desire. Let's look at those three things today. Right before our story starts today, uh, Jesus had found out some awful news. 
His friend, his cousin, John the Baptist, had been executed, had been murdered by Herod, beheaded. Jesus was going to find some time for himself to pray, to remember his friend. But people followed him. See, after Jesus found out the news, that's when he started kind of, let me find a place to go and pray. But you know what happened right after that instead? 5,000 people showed up to hear him preach. 5,000 people showed up to hear him preach without lunch. The feeding of the 5,000. But Jesus still uh, having a heavy heart over the loss of his, of his loved one. Sends the disciples on ahead over on the boat. You're going to go across that Sea of Galilee. And Jesus stayed behind. He insisted that they went on. And Jesus went up on the mountain to get some time alone and to pray. And we've talked about that before, the need for that in our own personal lives. So I can sit here and I can say, man, I've had a long week. But imagine the week that Jesus had. Let's imagine also the week that the disciples had. See, they'd been with Jesus everywhere he had gone. They had not had a minute uh, themselves. Here they have uh, this feeding of the 5,000. And now the Lord has said, go on without me. That's not something they wanted to do. That's why he had to insist. They wanted to stay by his side. They were following him. And now they go out on this boat. And they're going to run in to some problems. So the first thing they're going to need is some courage. And how can you think of courage without a medal, right? This cowardly line just needed a little bit of courage. Let's see what these disciples needed courage for. Matthew chapter 14, verses 24 through 26 says this. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. For a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves about 3 o'clock in the morning. Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. Now, what, what is this scripture showing us here? What, what's going on with these disciples? They were far from land. They're not like they're right next to shore where they can just jump out and go set up a campfire. They are kind of stuck in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. They've got wind and waves all around them. They're tired. It's 3 a.m. They had a long day. They had a long week. Maybe they had taken turns taking a nap, but they had just left the, the, the shore where they'd fed 5,000 people and been listening to Jesus all day. And what did the scripture say? They were afraid. No, it says they were terrified. They were terrified. And here they see Jesus walking on water toward them. You can imagine that would be scary. To see the Lord walking toward you on water where the waves are crashing down and the wind is, is so, and you're far away from land. Now think about our life for a minute. We've probably all been in situations like that. No, not out on the lake in a, a storm. But where the troubles and trials of life seem like big waves crashing down on us. Where it doesn't seem to stop. We've all been in situations where we've been at weak because we're tired. We've had a long day. We've all been in situations where we're afraid and terrified. But you know what the most scary thing that these guys were dealing with in this moment in time? It wasn't the wind and the waves and the being far away from land and how late it was and how tired they were. They were terrified because they were without Christ. 
Christ had been out there with them, they would have been in good shape and they knew it. All these wind and waves, they're not nearly as scary when the Lord is by our side or in the boat with us. Folks, the troubles that we have in our lives, whatever they may be, and I bet each and every one of us can think of our own right now, our own personal troubles. When we have Jesus, there's nothing to fear. When we have the Lord in our heart, we should take courage. But when we don't have him, troubles are absolutely terrifying. Maybe they should be without the Lord. When we face choices in our lives, decisions that we know that we have to make, the steps that we have to take of faith to go towards Jesus. We have those choices to make when we don't have Jesus. We should be scared to death. But with him, nothing to fear. So what does Jesus say to him then? These guys shaking in their boots in this boat. And in verse 27, Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. I'm here. Folks, Christ is here. Take courage. Whatever step of faith it is that you have to take, take courage. Christ is here. Christ is saying to these guys, hey, I'm here. Now let's go forward together. Christ will help you. Will help you. He's going to help you to take that step, whatever it may be. Take courage. I am here. But the fact is, even though Christ still, he would die, be resurrected on that third day, and eventually ascend into heaven, let's not forget that Jesus is always here with us. Always. He is with us today, tomorrow, yesterday. He is with us all the way. So now we got to be with Jesus all the way. Matthew 28, 20, the last thing that Christ says before he is ascended in heaven, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you. What? Always, even to the end of the age. Maybe you don't realize it, but folks, I promise you, Christ is right there holding your hand, holding you up. on. He's, he's patting you on the back. He is going to help you to take whatever step it may be. Trust him. But what does the first part of that verse say? Teach him to obey. See, our courage to go forward, knowing that Christ is with us to give, give us that courage, our courage also has to be one step further. We've got to be courageous enough to obey the Lord. Sometimes that does take courage. Sometimes we may make it a lot harder than it needs to be. But we have to have obedience in our life. We can't just be bold and courageous. We have to be obedient. And when we are obedient, we're going to find that doors open. And God's plan is going to be revealed to us. When, when that door opens, though, and we know what we need to do. We know what that next step is. Folks, pay attention to this part, because don't forget what James 4.17 says. Remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. If you know what the step of faith is that you need to take, be obedient and take it. Be courageous and take it. Yes, you can. On to verse 28. Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. If it's really you. Oh, don't forget, Peter is a fisherman, right? 
it feels like he's fishing a little bit here, doesn't it? Like they knew it was the Lord walking on water. And the scripture said they were terrified. Maybe it was a ghost. Yeah, maybe they were kind of letting their mind play some tricks on them. But they were able to see that it was Jesus. And Peter's going to say, Lord, if it's really you. Maybe I'm too tired, Lord. Maybe I'm seeing things. But if it's really you, tell me to come to you. If it's really you. Peter wanted Jesus to say, it's me. Peter wanted that extra boost of confidence, that, that, that extra reassurance that, yes, it's the Lord. Folks, it was the Lord. The reassurance, though, would also come. Maybe Peter was also thinking, should I really do this? Should I really walk out there and water to him? Should I? Maybe say you're thinking, should I? Or maybe you're thinking, really? Should I really? Do I need to take this step of faith? Do I really need to take this step of faith? Should I? Should you stay? Should you go? What should you do? What about your next step? Again, whether it's membership or baptism or more commitment or sharing your witness or whatever it may be, what about it? Are you asking yourself, should I really? If so, the answer is absolutely. And that's what Jesus is going to say to Peter too. Yes, come, Jesus said. Or is it really you? Yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. I think this is real simple. Folks, it's time to go toward Jesus. In your lives, every single day, go towards Jesus. Do it today, do it tomorrow, do it the next day. If you didn't do it yesterday, do it twice today and make up for it. Go toward Jesus. Whatever step it may be that you're thinking about taking, go toward Jesus. See, it's time to get out of the boat. It's time to take that step of faith. To have that courage. It's time for us to trust and obey. See, when Peter heard Jesus say, yes, come, and he started to go towards Jesus, what was he doing there? He was obeying. Jesus said, come. Jesus tells us to come, all who are weary. He's going to do what? Give us rest. He's going to be there for us. He's going to give us that courage. It's time for us to trust him and take that step. It's also time for us to have a genuine desire for that obedience. Let's not just obey because we're afraid or because we think that's what we're supposed to do. We should have a desire to follow Jesus. Remember the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. This maybe should seem easy to all of us right now, but sometimes we make it harder on ourselves than it needs to be. We're talking on Wednesday night about this, this desire to be slaves to God. We are either going to be slaves to sin or we're going to be slaves to God and obedience to him. We have a choice to make. What's your desire going to be? Oftentimes, if someone is forced into slavery, they may be obedient to their master, 
and they might physically do everything they're supposed to do, but in their heart they are in rebellion. Whereas when we accept our slavery to obedience to God, the very first thing we give Him is our heart. Because that we know that He loved us first. Let's not make this harder on ourselves than it needs to be. Let's have that genuine desire to follow the Lord. In verse 30 it says, But when He saw the strong wind and the waves... He was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord! He shouted. I think about the wind and the waves. He had to scream it out. He was scared to death. He was terrified. He got distracted, though, didn't he? See, people in our lives, guess what the troubles do to us? They distract us. They distract us from that step of faith that we need to take. They distract us from following Jesus. They distract us from going towards the Lord. Trouble distracts. What else is Peter going to experience here? A little bit of humility. He's just been the one that's been bold enough to say, is that you, Lord? Then tell me to come to you and now take two or three steps out of that boat. He's probably really impressed the other disciples, don't you think? None of them are doing it. They're still sitting in the boat watching him. Now Peter's going to have a little bit of humble pie as he gets distracted by those troubles. But you know what humility is going to do for you in your lives? Humility is going to give us something else. It's going to give us a reminder. A reminder that we should have that strong desire to serve God. To keep our focus on Him. To keep our focus on taking that step of faith. Humility is going to remind us that we need Jesus. Have you humbled yourself lately? Have you thought over the past few weeks, well, I don't need to take a step of faith. Humility reminds. Yes, you do. On to verse 31, Jesus immediately, immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Why do we doubt him? We know. We've been fully convinced that Jesus is Lord. But then why do we doubt in our lives? Why don't we show it more with our actions and our attitude and our behavior and how we treat each other? Why? Sometimes we might have doubt about who Jesus is. Sometimes when that happens, if you have that moment of doubt and faith, here's what I encourage you to do. Pray right then. Right then and there. If you're driving up the road, if you're at your house, whatever it may be, say, Lord, help me through this moment of doubt and faith. Ask God for help. Say, Lord, save me. You know what he's going to do? I promise you, it works every time. Immediately, you're going to feel encouraged in your faith. Immediately. Immediately, Jesus reached out and grabbed Peter. He didn't let him sink a little bit to teach him a lesson. Immediately, he reached out. And why? Because Peter called on the name of the Lord. Romans 10.13 Acts 2.21, they're both quoting a verse from a part of Joel 2.32. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Folks, are you calling on the name of Jesus? Folks, are you ready to call on him as you take that step forward? If so, let's also do this immediately. Today. Not, Not tonight, today, right now. The rest of the scripture goes on to say, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. 
And then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. What happens? Jesus climbs into the boat. Jesus comes into your heart. The wind stops. That doesn't mean we won't still have trials and tribulations and troubles, because folks, we will. But it means we've got a way to get through them. And when he got into the boat, the wind stopped. This really, really, really made the disciples think, wow, Jesus really is Lord. Now think of all the things they'd already seen. They had just seen 5,000 people earlier that day be fed from just a few loaves and a few fish. But you really are. Really? Should I follow? Really? Yes. Absolutely. Because see, our God is awesome. And don't ever forget that. And don't ever fail to remind yourself that our God is awesome. What was the last thing they did? They worshipped him. Look what we just witnessed. We saw Peter walk on water. We saw Jesus walk on water. We saw the wind stop immediately as soon as he got into the boat. They worshipped him and they realized Jesus is indeed the Son of God. And if they hadn't done it already, they take him as their personal Lord and Savior. God is awesome. Let's worship him in all we say and do. And this would be including taking that next step with courage and obedience and desire. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you from the deep down bottom of my heart to take that step today. Let's not put it off any longer. There's no reason to. Get it done and get moving toward Jesus. But in order to do that, in order to take that step, that first step, we've got to do something else first, don't we? Yes, stand up. You've got to stand up for Jesus. Before you can take a step, you've got to stand. In your life, are you taking a stand for Jesus? Self-reflect. Don't look at anybody else. Self-reflect. Are you truly standing up for Jesus? With the decision that you know that you need to make to take that step, are you standing up for Jesus? Stand up for Jesus today. Take courage. Don't doubt him. And go toward Jesus today. Would you all please stand? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this opportunity that we have right now to take a stand as individuals and together. To take a step to go towards Jesus. Help us to do that, Lord, today and every day. Help us to take courage. Help us to obey. And Lord, help us to have the desire to do so. We thank you so very much, Lord, for giving us a reason to rejoice and a reason that we know urges us to take that step. Salvation offered through your Son and only through your Son, Jesus. That's why it's in his most blessed and awesome name we now pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.